Welcome back to another episode of The Pace Show. We are here in the studio. Uh, who's here? Hello, Anna here. And me, Manuel James Delgado. Special guest. Ooh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Special guest. How does it feel like being a guest on a show that was yours? <laughs> <laughs> It's actually quite nice. Oh, It's no. really nice. I dig it. You dig it? I dig it. <laughs> And you dig it! <laughs> That's very cool. We'll try to be good hosts. <laughs> um, yeah, we have the pace show and it's called Life on Mission. Mm -hmm. If I didn't say that earlier, I don't know. <laughs> and um, yeah, you can text us. If you want to communicate with us, if you want to say hi or have a question or want to contribute to what we are talking about, um, you can text us on social media, uh, on Facebook and Instagram. It's Pace for Islands. And under the number of 577777, which is Boom. one five, uh, five sevens. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, then let's start with the first question, and it is, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Ooh, Pixar. Ooh. Manuel, you have kids, so you should, <laughs> you should know all the Pixar movies, right? <laughs> I know them all in alphabetical order. <laughs> yeah, I, there, there's so many to choose from, but the one that came to my thought quickly when you asked me earlier was Inside Out. That one's mm -hmm. awesome. And there's... A second part coming. Oh, yes. yes. I'm like, what? That should be pretty easy. I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Like, what's the hidden agenda behind it? Mm. But anyways, I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. And I really liked the first one. So I don't want my memory of that one to be ruined. So please, I hope it's a good storyline. Yeah, with no <laughs> <Yes>. hinda, hidden <laughs> agendas. Yeah, we hope so. Yeah. Um. My favorite Pixar movie is A Bug's Life. Mm. I watched it when I was a kid a lot of times, and it's just fun. Like, it reminds me of my childhood, and it's nostalgic to me. Nostalgic? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Fiona? Uh, for me, it's also a, like, nostalgic movie, or, like, something I just know from my childhood that I really loved. And it's uh, the Cars movies. Yeah. Oh, that one's They good. are so Definitely. good. I grew up watching them with my sister and with my cousins. And it was just always so fun. Um, yeah. The animations and everything. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's... Uh, we always start the radio with a question that not everyone would understand. Why are you talking about Pixar? Like, <laughs> But there's a meaning to this question. And so... Pixar uh, has always enjoyed to make movies about unknown worlds. Mm. So, like, A Bug's Life, it's about uh, the 
insects and their lives and mm -hmm. like cars is about a universe of cars that talk and have a life and uh inside out is the word inside the human mind and yeah. like there's so many others like toy story about what toys do when you're not around <laughs> <laughs> um but after seeing that i just my imagination runs yes. wild so i'm like what if this is really exactly. true exactly <laughs> when i was thinking i was like what if what if it's real <laughs> But there's a specific movie that we'll talk about today. Mm. Yes, um, and a movie came out a few years ago, mm -hmm. um, and it's called Soul. Um, yeah, I don't know how many people know that movie, um, but uh, Manuel, you said you know knew all the Pixar movies. Can you give us a short summary or synopsis about what it's about? Yeah, so Soul is is about a a teacher, a music teacher. And uh, he just, he missed his window of opportunity to, to just jam in the jazz world with his saxophone. And I think he played the piano, but piano. And, yeah, and he missed his opportunity. And so it's just, you know, his life was really boring and he was just by himself. And he finally gets this opportunity to play like this. It's something happened and he, and he jammed and he's just like, yes, my life is, you know, just getting started again i ha i'm going to be able to play jazz again with all of these big names and and then he he gets run over or something <laughs> on his way out of the jazz club and and then um, and then it's all about his journey his soul and finding out the true meaning of life and stuff like that without giving too much away it's about you know his journey and does he get to come back alive and with all of this things that he's learning and other souls that he's helped up in the heavenlies and stuff like that. It's, it's deep. It's really good. Wow. Yeah, it's, um, that's why we talk about them. Like, just have this uh, movie as a um, yeah, picture of um, how maybe um, our soul could mm. look like. Yeah. Uh, because our soul is something we can't see. It's something we can't touch. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the movie kind of really yeah, illustrated quite well how the world of the souls, quote-unquote, could look like mm -hmm. um, before and after your life on Earth. Um, yeah, and before we go deeper into what the Bible says about that and um, yeah, what that says about our life here on Earth, um, we will play a song. It's called... Echo, um, and it's by echo, echo, echo. <laughs> Elevation and Torrent Wills. Here you go. When night has fallen, when fear is coming, still you're calling me. Faith is lost in my hope exhausted. You will be my strength. When my mind says I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me. Yeah, I've decided I'm not giving up. Cause you won't give up on me.
Hello everyone, welcome back to the Pay Show on Shea Radio. Welcome back. <laughs> and today we are have we're starting a new series called The Me I Can't See. And the topic we're talking today is soul. So the me I can't see. <laughs> and we'll go straight to the next question. Um, yes. Um so When we prepared that um, passage, like when we prepared the um, radio show for today, and we were talking about soul and um, all of that, I was like, yeah, okay, I understand the word soul, but what does it really mean? Yeah. Because it's so... Um, abstract. Yeah, it is way. so abstract. Like, also in German, like I know the German word, but... Do we really know what yeah. it is? Because <laughs> we we can't see it, we can't touch it, and also the movie. So it's just a um, yeah. They just try to illustrate yeah. how it could look like, but no one knows. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and to be really um, yeah, not scientific, but I just googled soul for first uh, for starters, mm -hmm. and um, the Cambridge Dictionary says. That the soul is the spiritual part of a person that some people, I think that some people is us, <laughs> believe continues to exist in some form after their body has died. Or the part of a person that is not physical and experiences deep feelings and emotions. Mm. I think that is, yeah, and quite sums it up um, how we, well, most people... Yeah. Uh, see uh, their soul like uh, what most people understand of mm -hmm. the soul um, but what does it say in the Bible um, in the Bible they use the word nepesh um, I hope I pronounced it right <laughs> um, yeah and it gets translated into soul but also into many other words it's a, a word that is used many times um, but we are talking about the context with the soul. Um, but it always describes the living. It describes um, the yeah, the living things. Um, and there's a passage in Genesis 1:27. Can you read that, Anna? Yes. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Make a male and female, he created them. 
And I think this passage like talks about soul also because we were made in God's image. And since God is an eternal being, part of us is also eternal. And the soul is the eternal part uh, of ourselves. Yes, mm. that's so true. I also think like we have another passage in Genesis, but um, if you want to really know things about um, you, about the world, you should start in the beginning, um, which is Genesis. <laughs> Genesis. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just in the beginning um, of our existence, in the beginning of the human existence, um, God breathes his uh, yeah, breathes life into us. Yeah. It says in Genesis 2, verse 7, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the first real mention of soul in... Uh, Genesis 2, 7. Yeah. It's, it's the first time the word nepish is used in the Bible. Yeah. And the meaning is because like God created everything and when he created man, he gave man his life. And this life, nepesh, is what is the soul, the eternal part of ourselves. And today we'll dig a bit deeper in that because it's... An interesting topic that I think it's not common for us to think about because most of the time in our lives we're just thinking about everything else and yeah. we don't stop like, mm, and what about later? <laughs> yeah. Uh, or why do we have a soul? Uh, so we'll talk about that today. No. I think it's so funny. People talk like in one way, they talk a lot about the soul. Like you have your soul mate, yeah. and you have your um, soul food, and um, yeah. like things that just make you feel like warm mm. and cozy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what does the Bible say about your soul, and what consequences do like things your soul like experiences, well, things that you are experiencing, mm -hmm. have a huge impact? on your um, afterlife as well. Yeah. And there is another, others, uh, signif not significant, I'm sorry, I, I was speaking a bit of Portuguese. <laughs> I might get so confused. But yeah. Meaning <laughs> to the word so in the Bible. So we have to indicate meanings of desire. And it is used in Psalms. And there's a personal or individual being that is used in Genesis and Leviticus, a conscious self that is used in Leviticus, and an emotional state that is also used in Genesis, Job, and Ecclesiastes. But today we won't talk about those uh, meanings of soul, but we will focus more on the life that God breathed into us and that made us alive, that made us uh leave no, that made us uh, humans yeah. like um, um, that word uh, nepesh is actually as well used uh, for animals mm -hmm. uh, but in a different context um, because 
it describes so many things. Yeah. Um, but our soul, um, like the English word our soul, is something eternal. Yeah. Um, at least that's what we believe as Christians. Mm -hmm. um, and our physical bodies won't go into afterlife. They will stay yeah. here. They will be... They will perish. Yeah. They are not forever. Mm -hmm. Um, so what what happens afterwards? That's the interesting part. We know, we don't know for sure what happens. Yeah, um, we just know those tiny bits that are in the Bible. <laughs> exactly, and we'll talk about that today. So first, we'll just listen to a song. It's called uh, "Canvas and Clay" by Pat Barrett. Here you have it. took a breath then I doubted Lord remind me I'm wonderfully made you're an artist and a part on the canvas and the clay you make all things work together for my future for
welcome back to Shea Radio. Here we have the Pace Life Omission show. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are talking about uh, the me I can't see. If you want to contact us or send a question or a prayer request or a song that you would like to listen to, we have for the ones in the Fair Islands a number 577777. Uh, and For the ones who are not in the Faroe Islands, uh, you can send a message on our social medias, if you know us, or on the Pace social media also. Um, we will continue with our topic of today uh, and go into the next question. It is, what are your concerns about life? I think this is uh, a really big topic that you could talk about because, mm -hmm. at least for me, Uh, I have so many things that I worry about in, in different areas of my life, like in family, relationship, and uh, work, and mm. so many different things that we have to do and that you get worried about. Yes. Yeah, so often um, we have so much on our mind. Um, yeah. It's just the other day. Uh, on Tuesday, yeah, we are in Strander and Strander School, and then we are in Brickman afterwards. Yeah. So we were sitting in the bus uh, to Strander and then to Brickman. So it was quite a time, like maybe two, three hours. Yeah, in the yeah. bus. Like if you sum it up, mm -hmm. I was listening to music, and there was so much going through my mind. Like, oh yeah, I have to think about to plan this and. I still need to do that. And, oh, I haven't contacted that person in a while. And, like, mm -hmm. there are so many things that go through your mind, through your, like, yeah, what you think about on a daily basis. And many things you, like, what you worry about, a year later you won't even remember. Yeah. I think this is uh, uh, important to the topic we're talking about because... We are living beings and we have concerns in this world. And sometimes we forget what uh, should the main concerns that we have. I think this phrase got a bit weird, but <laughs> uh, what are the main concerns that we should have in this world? And we'll talk about a parable that Jesus told. And it explains that we have an eternal soul. And he also talks about what should be our concerns during the life that we live in this world. And we would ask now for Manuel to read the passage for us. It's in Luke 16, 19 to 31. Yeah, so if you guys want to read it with us. If you're in the card, please don't please read don't. with us. <laughs> But, But if you're not. Yeah, if you're sitting at home um, and maybe... Uh, Yeah, get the Bible and the Faris version or um, I know that my parents are listening. So maybe the German version or maybe the Portuguese, Portuguese version for Anna's family. Or the English <laughs> version for Manuel's family. Yeah. Jamaican version. Exactly. Yeah. Any for version. all yeah. those people who are listening, maybe it is easier <laughs> yeah. uh, for you to follow us um, when you read it with us yeah. together. Yeah. Here we go. This is the parable. Now, there was a rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen. 
joyously living in splendor every day. And a poor man lived in Lazarus. And a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate, covered with sores, and longing to be fed with crumbs, with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. (laughs) Poor guy. I know. Here we go. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus so that he may dip the finger of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony. In this flame. Whew. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus bad things. But now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great chasm fixed, so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able to and that none may cross over from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, in order that he may warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. And uh, we will go deeper into this passage in a while. Mm. And what's the meaning of everything that Jesus said? Mm -hmm. Because it can be a bit hard to understand at first. Mm -hmm. But... First. Maybe uh, we can sum it up real quick. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, if you hear it, if you just hear it, then yeah. you might get lost. Yeah, definitely. So, um. so basically, this, this parable is just talking about a rich man uh, and the way that he lived his life and a beggar that was just outside his gate and the way that he uh, lived his life. Yeah. Right? And they both died, but they went to different places. And um, yeah. Lazarus went down to hell and was in constant torment, according to this parable, because of the choices that he decided to live in and do in his life here on earth, whereas Lazarus, or the, the beggar was being um, taken care of and in a different place. He was in, the, in the Abraham's bosom, was, which is like a type, typography of heaven. Mm. And... Uh, and then, yeah, Lazarus was just like, wow, okay, um, I need some water. <laughs> Can you send that beggar dude to go give me some water? And it was not allowed, right? And then he asked, well, can you send some people to my family so that they don't come to this same place? And it's like, well, if they're not going to choose me now, they're definitely not going to choose, even if someone rises from the dead, which... We'll go deeper into, but 
for me, that's a little like, you know, Jesus is going to rise from the dead and still people will not believe. Wow. Oh my goodness. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk more about specifically of more details after. Mm. Uh, we'll play a song now for you all. It's Kingdom Come by Rebecca St. James and For King and Country.
welcome back to Life on Mission, the, the Pace, Pace podcast. podcast slash radio, radio show. show. Yeah. And we've been digging into the Me I Cannot See, a series that we'll be going through, or you all will be going through mm-hmm. here the next couple of weeks. And we uh, just finished reading a parable about Lazarus and the beggar that Jesus... Uh, Lazarus and the rich, rich man. Lazarus is the beggar. Yeah. <laughs> Lazarus and the rich man. Yeah. So what, is this, what does this all mean? What is the meaning of life? Yeah. There's so uh, much we can talk about on this, this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jesus uses this parable as an example of what eternity like, looks like. And he refers to two men with different eternities mm-hmm. to experience. And so the Lazarus, he is the one that went to heaven. And the rich man that went to hell. And like the relation between them and what happened, the talks and everything. So Jesus teaches also that even if someone's rise from the dead, people would not be convinced if they refuse to accept what the scripture says, what mm. the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And this is really true today. And we'll talk more about this thing. But I think this is, this is just mind-blowing that Jesus was talking. Like, he resurrected. Mm. He was talking about that. And like, even people after Jesus resurrected that saw him dying and resurrecting did not believe. Mm-hmm. And nowadays it's the same. It's the same, yeah. This is, uh, for me, this is like just another compliment to this whole upside down kingdom, you know, because the, the, the Pharisees in that time, they, they were quite wealthy mm-hmm. and, and they felt it was a sign of um, their good deeds yeah, as, as a blessing of their lifestyle and their, you know, what in people's eyes, their perfection, actually. Because yeah. Jesus even said about the Pharisees that if you want to live a perfect life, live the way the Pharisees live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Even though he ridiculed them and said all kinds of things about the, you know their their heart, they were following all of the laws. They were uh, ceremonial, clean on the outside, but it was on the inside. Yeah. And so that's why Jesus did all these parables, especially this one about an upside down kingdom. Just because you're wealthy and you're following all the you know laws, laws and stuff doesn't mean you have a place in heaven. It, it, it's mm-hmm. it's actually just the opposite, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't mean that rich people can't go all. to heaven. Yeah, exactly. It's just um, like it's a parable. It's supposed to show us, uh, yeah, in like, not exaggerating, but um, it doesn't mean that everyone. Like he was wearing purple, wasn't that the color for royalty? Yeah, yeah like with the for... Phoenicians, the Phoenicians wore mm-hmm. that as yeah. a, for a sign that one of their gods, and then and then also yeah. of yeah. royalty. All of that doesn't like he was. Uh, it was not because of he was rich; it was because of his hard position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting about the rich man is that Jesus doesn't say if he was a bad person, if he was like someone that committed crimes and that's why he was rich. Mm. Uh, But it's just that we cannot say that because he was rich, 
is because lo- God loved him or because he loved God that much. Mm-hmm. And his sin was not his diet or the way he dressed or the way he acted, but it was providing only for himself. He saw people suffering outside his table. Mm. You see that Lazarus was there, hungry, all with a lot of sores and hurt, but he didn't look to Lazarus. He looked Mm-mm. only to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of um, reminds me of the story of Job Yeah, mm-hmm. um, in the Old Testament. Because mm-hmm. um, Job had everything, then he lost everything, uh, and he, like, his friends came and they were trying to explain why. Um, and yeah. they, one of their theories was also, yeah, okay, maybe you did something really wrong. Like, you must have done something. Yeah. Otherwise, God wouldn't punish you that way. <laughs> but that wasn't the case. Exactly. Job was faithful and Job did everything right and he, he prospered uh, afterwards as well. Yeah. Um, like, he had everything in the beginning, then he lost everything, and then he got even more back afterwards. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's also, like, when we are, we are Christians, and um, being a Christian doesn't mean that your life will be a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being a Christian doesn't mean, yeah, the more good deeds you do, the better your life will be. It's not that simple. Um But what God promises us is that he will be on our side. He will be with us, even when we lose everything. Exactly. And I really like the parables that Jesus told. And it's really interesting to see that uh, he told many parables with different uh, meanings and everything. But when you compare this parable with the others, normally Jesus... uh, Put the spiritual things, they are represented by uh, things related to the world. Mm-hmm. So he would use, like, a, for example, the sower and the seed and the prodigal son and all of the rest. But this one is one that pops out because it's, it's not he's not making a relationship with, like, a relation of with something of the world. But the spiritual things themselves here, they are represented uh or described as like a different state of good and bad in this world and in the other world. Mm -hmm. And you see the talk about Abraham and the rich man. And he's only illustrating that, but it's so interesting, like Fiona said about Job, because God and Satan had also a talk about that, but about Job. And it's really interesting how Jesus uh, knew the Pharisees. So he knew how he like how they thought Mm -hmm. and he always went back to the old testament and like all those things and like scriptures and he really used those in his talks and like even this thing about like you said the jews back then they thought that if they are prosper it's because it's because they follow god Mm -hmm. it's because god is giving them things Mm -hmm. so if you're not prospering god doesn't love you or god is not on your side Mm -hmm. and that's why when 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 the the rich man said oh you know send send lazarus to my to my family they they wouldn't listen to him because he was known as a beggar and he died and he wasn't even he was so poor that he wasn't even it, it shows her that it doesn't even talk about him being buried where the rich man was buried 
And it talks about him being buried. And that was purposely out there because he was so poor that, you know, what happened to his body? <laughs> we don't even know because he was so poor. But we do know that the angels took him up to, to the banquet table mm. where he sat at, sat at a place of honor. But if he was to be, you know, resurrected and to go warn people, people were like, oh, you're just that beggar. Like, you have no voice here. Yeah. Yep. Sucks. Hmm. <laughs> that they were so segregated in their way of thinking that, like, it was all about status. And it had been going on like that for so, so long. My thing, though, and, you know, people shy away from this. It's so easy to talk about heaven. Yeah. So easy to talk about eternal life. But no one really wants to talk about hell. Oh, yeah. Because and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. And it's like, you know, why would a God create a hell and, and allow people to go there? I don't know if the way that I look at hell is the right way, but hell is being separated from God. Yeah. God, His presence is not there. Mm. So, I, like, as you said, people normally don't talk about hell, but some people live in hell already. I think, in a way, mm. people like don't want to stay in God's presence. So it's a choice they're making. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that they're going to burn and blah, like a lot of people describe. Probably, like we don't know how it will help, how it will work. But you're separated from God. Mm -hmm. Everything that we have that is godly, everything that He gave us, His characteristics, and like everything that is from God, mm. will not be there because they will be completely separated from his presence. Mm. And it's just crazy to think that, like, this way and, I don't know, I just... Yeah. I think mm. it's easy for us in our primitive... Un <laughs> Unknowing. Uh, you know, um, uh, omnis all-knowing yeah. that God is, yeah. the omnis, right? That we just, like, you know... Even his discussion with Job, you know, were you there when I did this and that and combined that and that? And in the end, it was, he, he helped Job realize that, you know, what you're going through, it's not about you, but it's about the effects of how you react that intertwine with my creation, mm -hmm. right? So everything, I have an overview on everything and how it intertwines based on knowing what your response is going to be. So he's, that's how huge he is, right? And so we, looking at hell, you know, we can just be so blinded just by that thought, the definition of hell. Mm. And, and two things I just want to quickly go over mm -hmm. on this part. One is that it's eternal separation from, from God from our side yeah. uh, because he's, he's omnipresent. Yeah. So to say that he's not in hell... Um, would say that he's not omnipresent. Mm -hmm. He is everywhere. But we, like here on earth, like you said, some people live in hell here because they're choosing not to have a relationship with God. So they feel like God is not there. So they feel separated from their creator and they don't even know it. And they're just wondering why they have this emptiness in them. It's even more real uh, in, in this eternal separation. You know? Uh, second of all, we don't know where people are right now, but we do know where people will end up at the end days in the lake of fire. And 
instead of which people have the right to look at it from this angle or that angle. I mean, we got the we got the synopsis, the the four gospels, and they all tell the same story from different angles. So there's nothing wrong with looking at things from different angles. Um, but you know, whatever way you want to look at it, like uh, God, and it says in His Word that He desires all to come to repentance. He created the lake of fire for the devil, for Lucifer and those angels that followed him. It wasn't meant for his creation like humanity at all. But if we choose to go and live on that side, then we're going to go hang out with those that we chose to hang out with. It's a choice. So it could be a metaphor in some ways, but there's also a a place that we will all end up. And it's our choice. He's not going to force anything on us. And if we want to jump into this lovely lake <laughs> with, with Satan. I mean, go for it. That's on you. Um, but why would you want to be separated from the one that knows you best and loves you most and cares for you? And when he thought of you, he thought of so many amazing things that would be done for you and through you. Yeah. So that's my take on that. Nice. Yeah, I heard a quote uh, it's maybe a bit cheesy, but yeah, it's um, it says uh, the earth will be the place where um, Christians are, like it's the closest to hell for Christians because or for people who believe in God because they will go to heaven. And for people who don't believe in God, the earth will be the closest to heaven for them. Mm. And <laughs> when I thought about it, that's, that's so yeah. crazy. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, just a thought. Mm. <laughs> and I think it's interesting also to note in this passage that Jesus is saying that because the man said he was in torment. He went to hell and he was in torment. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is saying that, that hell is torment and heaven is comfort and heaven is joy. And uh, the soul, when it leaves the body, we don't know how it will happen, but you will go either to hell or to heaven. And there's nothing in between. Mm. Like, there's no way that you will be, like, go to sleep or a purgatory or something that you'll be just waiting in a way that, like, maybe you can avoid going to hell. Uh, but... It's so amazing to see that Jesus is saying that God, uh, heaven will be a place that we can have comfort. Mm. It will be a mm. place that there is everlasting consolation. Yeah. And this is so comforting for yeah. me because we go through so many hard things during our life mm -hmm. in this world, in the earth. And so like we suffer so much. And also every time that I think about suffering like that, I think about when Jesus said that uh, you will suffer in the world, but don't worry because I won. Like mm -hmm. I went through it and I won. Mm -hmm. And it's just so amazing like mm. that we can say that in heaven we will be comforted and now our tears will be wiped away and our fears will vanish completely. <laughs> and this is just comforting for me. Yeah. So. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, so we'll go to one song and then we have our last question of the day and our last topic. 
And the song is called Breath of Life by Lovekn. L-O-V-K-N. <laughs> Like a roaring wind Waking me to life again and again The joy it brings Binds the fear in me Makes me dance and sing Breaks my silence Jesus, I love the way you breathe Jesus, I love the way Welcome back to the Life Omission Pace Radio Show Podcast Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just had a long talk about 
uh, the parable that we just read. And now we'll go more onto uh, like specific what can we do about that. Yep. And the name of the series is actually focused on the things above. And today is just about yeah, the about me that the I can see. Yeah, the me that I can see. So yes. it's interesting to, like, you can sum it up, like, what we said on the focus on the things above. Mm -hmm. And, like, how can we be encouraged by the passage that we just read and the things that Jesus said? Yeah, I think there are two main things mm -hmm. to kind of sum it up and to talk about how we can applicate it in our life. Um, one is some, like, it's kind of, like, hopeful, um, we as Christians, we as people who believe in God, believe in Jesus who died for us um, and have the heart close to God, um, we don't have to be afraid of death. Mm, that's good. We don't have to worry about that. We, don't, we, can, be, we can actually look forward to it uh, in a sense that we know we will have comfort there. Um, and something that, um, yeah, the Holy Spirit is also known as the comforter. So, uh, man, you said that earlier, um, that it's kind of a taste test for us. Um, yeah, a glimpse of heaven that we can experience here. So that's the good news. <laughs> <laughs> that is the good news. What about the bad news, Manuel? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know that uh, we said it, and I don't want anyone to misunderstand when we're talking about, like, um, you know, being wealthy and the, there's so much negative behind it. It, it. It's just one of the things. So, so the Bible doesn't say, like, um, money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Yep. And there's that key word, love. You know, God is love. Mm -hmm. So if God is love, are we living out our love defined by God's attributes? If you want to know what those are, go to 1 Corinthians 13. And is your love's fruit, you know, displaying all of those attributes? And that'll be your guideline. It's that simple. So, and that goes with any area that you uh, idolize. And maybe I can say it in a much softer way that you are passionate about. You know, why are you so passionate about it? Why do you want to seek the riches of this of this world? Mm. Um, the, yeah. These are these are these are different uh, things that you need to like think about. Like, okay, is it? Do I want to become rich? Do I want to have a lot of wealth because I really want to do so much beyond my wildest imagination to build the kingdom of God, to help others experience? the goodness of God, or is it, you know, like, like this guy, so that he can walk around with a purple robe and say, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rich. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's all about that stuff. It's about, do you care about the worldly things or like, do you have your focus on that? Or do you have your focus on the things above? Mm -hmm. um, and also what you said, uh, he cares so much about what other people think mm -hmm. of him. Because uh, otherwise, he wouldn't walk around with uh, his purple robes to signif uh, signal that 
he he is rich and he accomplished something in life and that's that's great for him but um that will all fade yeah so um yeah yeah and i think one thing for you all to one question that i would like for you to reflect on is where is your heart on where are you putting your heart on are you focusing on the things of this world are you focusing on the money are you focusing on the things you have uh or are you focusing on the things of god the god the things the mm -hmm. things that he has for you and he has for this earth so just reflect uh reflect is that the word mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. reflect on this and during this week maybe or this day uh we're going to pray now and play a last song but just just remind yourself each day well what what is my focus like uh where should i put my focus where should i put my heart and why should i put my heart there or why not okay. amen and can you pray for us menu yeah oh heavenly father let your words just um grow deep roots into our heart uh, into our thoughts and into our actions we want to seek first the kingdom of god and your righteousness and everything else will be added we want to do things out of a a heart that is rooted in your word that's living and active a heart that's rooted in your love um, i love what david says in his in one of his prayers that surely your goodness and love shall follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the house forever that is our motive that is the fuel behind all that we do and go for that we want to not only experience your goodness and love but we want to dwell in your presence forever for the rest of our life here and further on and like you said you wish for all people to come to repentance and have eternal life in your presence let us be an ambassador of that statement and show the life behind it to people that feel so empty that feel so lost that feel so alone that we could say, hey, you don't need to feel that way. You don't need to go through life that way. You don't have to stress or fear or worry about what's going to happen later on in your life here, but also the afterlife. Because when you are rooted in you, Jesus, and your salvation, wow, we get to live life and life to the fullest here on earth, but also in eternity with you. So let us reflect on why we do what we do, and let us focus on these things from above, from heaven's perspective. And if it means that we got to turn things around, let things go, surrender things, uh, Holy Spirit, you are our comforter, comfort us and strengthen us to do those things, because it is so much better to give up on the things that are perishable and hold on to the things that are imperishable, that we can take with us into the heavenly realms. We love you so much, Jesus. Bless those that are listening now and also in the future and reveal your goodness and your love for them. In your name we pray, Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you for y'all for listening. And we hope you have been a blessed weekend. And we'll see you next week or hear from you. Or <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear us. Yeah, or you'll hear you'll us. You'll hear from us. <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh, Oh, how-